Hey you guys, it's your girl Brianna Bell. Welcome to It's Black and White. If it's your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. I pray that this blesses you. For those who aren't new, welcome back friends and family. Uh, This word is convicting. I'm not gonna lie. Um, When God gave me this, I was actually like in worship and I was just crying because I felt so bad. Like you guys saw um, in the title, the Lord is saying the prophetic word is because he said so. Okay. Because he said so. And so I have some breakthrough. Let me open up in prayer. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this word, for revelation, God. I pray that this will bless those who are listening, those who are hungry for you, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that it will change their posture, even their perspective on what's taking place right now. Um, In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for being such a good God and being patient with us. I can honestly say thank you, Lord, for being so patient with us. And I just pray that this helps someone, this will bless someone just like it did for me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Y'all already know what it is. Your girl is always sharing her plate. I'm going to share what Abba gave me. And so um, I just had breakthrough. Let me just make, this is a warning, okay? Or was it, what is it? Disclaimer? <laughs> this is not for the weak Christians, okay? This is for the mature Christians. This is for the ones who are no longer on that milk and there's no shade or anything like that because like in the natural, all of us have to go through that stage. None of us have become Christians and we were just automatically able to eat the meat, okay? We all started off as babes in Christ and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, if you're unable to receive this word, right? Digest this word, process this, right? It could mean that. Now, you might need a minute. Sometimes I get like hard truth and it takes me some time to chew on it, you know, but it's not me completely rejecting it because I'm just unable to like a baby. Babies, they don't have any teeth, right? They don't have teeth. And even when they, you know, start to have teeth in the front, they don't have any in the back. Y'all know what it is. Okay. So right here, this is, this is like a a New York steak, right? We got mashed potatoes, some mixed veggies, all that. Okay. What is that? Red lobsters, cheddar bay biscuits. What else? I do drink Coke. But anyway, I'm getting all hungry talking about food. But anyway, let me get on the point. Let me get to the point. So the breakthrough that I had was because God said so. Um, I was in worship it was a lot happening. I think it was literally on Saturday. Um, a lot happened uh, this month on July 2nd for me, like a lot. And so while I was just in prayer, I mean, in worship, like God showed me that I've been so selfish, even when I thought I wasn't. It's like, I promise y'all, you guys probably have heard me say this so many times, but For those who are in it, you will understand what I'm saying, that it is a process. Like, there are layers. When I thought I was delivered from pride, no, I was delivered to a a form of pride, okay, in one area of my life. But then there's other forms of pride that you can have in your life that you don't even know. And that's what I said. Like, 
we serve such a great God that he doesn't just dump on everything on us all at once. Because I know for a fact, it'd be overwhelming. So anyway, back to the point. So God showed me that I've been so um, selfish about like my marriage, right? In this whole covenant. Because the thing is this, this month, uh, what God had me do coming off of the 12 day challenge in uh, June. For those who follow me on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we were to speak life, um, even when things weren't looking promising. Like our, you know, uh, challenge was to to not come into agreement with, with what we were seeing in the natural. And it definitely prepped me for this month because um, for this month, God was asking me to, instead of being petty, instead of, you know, defending myself, instead of trying to tell or show my husband where he was wrong, right? It was just to respond in love um, and speak only honey, sweet words. Now, did I master this? Absolutely not. But I can say uh, I slipped up out of a hundred percent, it was like 5% is where I kind of like slipped off. But a lot of it required me going in the room, gathering myself, venting to the Lord, snitching to the Lord, you know, and then coming back with a, like a renewed mind. Um, amen. And so in that, what it was is I was taking so many things personal, like some of the things that I'm like, Lord, it's the simple things that, that, irks me with this man. <laughs> and what it was is God was like, you're so selfish in this marriage and this covenant because you're constantly thinking about you. Now this gonna hurt somebody like it hurt me. When you've been in a marriage, right? As far as like, we could go as far as the beginning, but let's not. Because I know at the beginning we were equally yoked. Okay. So when I was trying, when I said yes to God three years ago, right? Um, and really trying to do this thing with me saying yes to God, it was almost like I didn't get anything that I wanted from this man. It was like, I never, and maybe I'm being extra when I say never, but as it was like, I didn't get as much as I felt that he was getting from me. And so God is wanting us to stop, stop with the handout, like stop, like, okay, what about me? What about me? When this whole marriage, the relationship is really you focusing on being a good gift to your spouse. It is about you, you know, making sacrifices to please your spouse. And that's what I was saying. Like it had, I didn't know marriage was like this. We thinking, oh, marriage just mean we can have sex and not be sinning. Like marriage is, oh, I just get the cute hubby, hubby, wifey titles. Like, no, <laughs> no, like it's so much more to that. And I think a lot of us don't understand that. And so if you're struggling with that, like I was, cause it was like every month for like, it's about to be almost three years. I was taking things so personal and getting so mad. I kept coming to God about different things that I didn't like that he was doing instead of like, God, give me the grace. I had to say, Lord, give me the grace. Show me how to be a good wife to this man. You know what I mean? For us who are mature in Christ, for us who say yes wholeheartedly to God first, it is going to require you to be the first to do for the spouse or to do for the, I mean, because it could be in any kind of relationship, I think, but I'm specifically speaking marriage wise. But it's going to require you being the bigger person and not expecting them to acknowledge that you're being the bigger person or to even be, you know, 
to be the bigger person with you or to be big with you, (laughs) to be mature with you is completely erasing that. That was so hard for me. And I cried and I cried and I cried when God showed to me that I was expecting something that I shouldn't have been expecting because it was like I wasn't really living this Christian life out um, the way he fully wanted me to. Now, let me say this. This could be new to you. Right. What I'm saying could be new to you, new to you. That doesn't mean that everything that you did up to this point was wrong. Right. That's not God. God knew that you weren't able to recognize. It's just like a child. I'm not going to hold my four year old to the same standard as my 14 year old. But now that we're growing, God's like, okay, now that you're here, I'm going to need you to check this. God is now having us at that level. Like, I need you to stop thinking about what you're going to get from this. And I'm going to tell you, I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, can I just get a divorce? Not that my husband's a terrible person, but it was my flesh speaking because I'm like, wait, I got to be like this for the rest of my life. It really is not you serving your husband or your wife. It's you doing it for God. I don't remember what scripture that is, but it says, do everything, everything that you do, do it for the glory of God. So we, a lot of us are lot like, we just been living life completely wrong. And that's exactly what the enemy wanted was for us to be selfish, for us to think about me, 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 me. God's like, no, right. Hold on one second, y'all. Um, actually, sorry about that, y'all. So. God was showing me like marriage is literally the covenant. It is the covenant. So you think about it as this, like, I know y'all not going to like it, but it's true. I got to tell y'all because I love you. I got to tell you. So if God were like us, like if God treated us like how we treated our spouse, y'all, we would never make it to heaven. We will never make it to heaven. We will never experience any kind of blessing. You know what God showed me? Um, I forgot where it is too in the Bible, but God talks about how like the sun, like the the sun shines upon like the like the righteous and the sinners, like the like you know the the righteous and the wicked and wicked me because we all fall short, right? We all sin, all of us. But there are people who are just purposely wicked who never try to even live for God, right? They just want to use his name. So there's things like that. And God was like, he still let them experience the sky, you know, the blessings of life, the the cool breeze and things like that. Like God still lets them do that. God still allows them to breathe his breath. You know, at the beginning when, when God breathed into Adam, that like resonated with me. That is not our breath, right? Even so, God gives uh, gifts to the unrepentant. So people who don't even repent, people who don't even care about getting right with God still get to experience their gifts. They still get to keep their gifts. God is not petty and like he takes his stuff back. And so God was like, this is how I expect you to be. 
And this is for even those you you got married with the wrong intentions. You got married ignorantly. And I know you might feel like me. Well, like, God, well, I didn't know back then. Had I known all this back then, I wouldn't have done it. God's like, it's okay. What you meant for evil, I will make good. God turns it for good. So even your mistakes, right? God's going to make it beautiful. God takes ashes. Wait, God makes beauty for ashes. So what you think is destructive, what you think is done, dead and gone, like God is going to make it beautiful. But God wants you to stop looking at your spouse. Um, Thank you, Lord. So right now I just had a vision of like two knives rubbing against each other. So it's like, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Really, it's the friction that's making it sharp too, okay? So what God was ministering to me just now is like, what he's allowing this marriage to, you know, hurt you, really break you, but it's gracefully. It doesn't feel like it because any kind of breaking hurts, right? Any kind of stripping hurts, any kind of pruning hurts. The fire that's supposed to make us gold hurts. It is what it is. But God is like, no, this is making you better. Y'all, I went through so much hell with this man, but I, my husband, but I was in hell even before I said yes to God. <laughs> so if you think about it, you in hell with like, well, I'm, I'm, let me rephrase that. I felt like I was in hell. Like before I said yes to God, I was in hell because I was just in sin. I was ignorant. I was just broken and just all over the place right and then now I'm still experiencing pain but I'm so thankful that this pain is amounting to something like it's not like I'm just going through pain just to be going through pain you know what I mean creating more pain to get rid of a pain you know what I mean like here oh my gosh my husband he not being nice to me oh he said this I'm gonna go masturbate uh oh my husband he don't want to come home okay fine let me talk to this dude who's not even my type oh my gosh uh, like you know (laughs) I could laugh at it now but it's better that oh my husband he's not you know he's and this is what I said in one of my um YouTube videos that God allowed my husband to disappoint me so that I go to the Lord for reaffirmation for peace for love for joy it's like I'm not running to my mom I'm not running to my friend I'm not running to food I'm not running to spending money I'm not running to even vindicate myself right you know it's God's using this to better you but like I was saying if I go back like if we were like God I mean if God was like us y'all we would have nothing Because you think about it, the Bible says we all fall short, meaning we all mess up every single day. And God is nothing but good to us. So it's like we have to give other people the same grace. That's what God was like, Brie, you thinking about yourself entirely too much. And we, the enemy will have you really building a case like, I deserve this. You do. You do deserve peace. You do deserve love. You do. You deserve respect. You deserve honesty. You deserve affirmation. You do. And guess what? Y'all already know where I'm going with this. You got it all in God. You got it all in Christ. And that needs to be enough. And the thing is, 
I really hate to break this to you, but you will stay there until you realize that. And not only realize it, but accept it. It's going to keep happening until you accept it. That man going to keep, you know, doing whatever. That woman, she going to keep doing whatever until you realize it ain't even about her or him. It's about you and the Lord. Now, again, I said this in one of my videos. We have to trust. Hallelujah. We have to trust that God's vengeance is the Lord. So understand all this wickedness, all the things that they do. The Lord meant it when he said, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. He meant that. So you have to rest and know like God is going to check your husband or your wife or your mom, your dad, whoever. God's going to deal with them. It's just you being okay. You got to be content with not seeing it. You got to be content with not having that apology. You got to be content with them not giving back what you give to them. If it's your spouse, it's not going to be like that forever. God is not. Let me just clear this up because I think I could feel like I feel like God is telling me someone's like, this is not encouraging because you may feel like the enemy's trying to tell you through what I'm saying. So we bind up Leviathan. Let's not twist up these words in Jesus name. God is not saying you are forever going to be in a marriage with a spouse like that. No, 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 no. That is a straight up lie. God is saying he's going to allow that spouse to do that to you until you are content and complete in Christ. Then when you're there, God is going to miraculously work on your spouse and then you guys will be equally yoked again because a sanctified spouse sanctifies the other spouse. So that's what it's going to require for, for you or from you. That's what it's going to require. Yeah, from you. So it's not the end. It is not. However, we know the Israelites... It took them 40 days. They walked around that mountain 40 days. It was supposed to take them like, I think like a week or less to get to the promise. But it was like, look, you keep murmuring, complaining. You keep whining. You keep feeling this and that. You keep looking at other idols and finding other things to satisfy you. And you're never going to God. You're never praising God. You're never looking for answers from God. You're not looking to God to fill that void, to fill that thing in you then yeah, you're probably going to be in here forever and you may never make it to your promise, but it's all dependent on you. And this is why God tells us to be selfless because I need to talk to the spouses who said yes to God first. Your, their salvation, your spouse's salvation could be in your hands. So you over here too busy like, oh, I just want him or her to get it together so I could feel good. When it's like the thing you looking for is from God. God is wanting you to represent him so this person could get saved. But you too selfish to just lay your life down. You're too selfish to just do it the way God does it and just be satisfied with what God has for, for you. And that's just being real, y'all. That's me. I, I'm telling you, this is how God broke it to me. And I cried because when God, when I saw like how I was being, I was like, Lord, I repent because I didn't even realize that. And that's the kind of heart that God wants. God wants a, what does that say? Uh, I think it's in second Chronicles. Like if my people will humble themselves, 
Something about like, if my people will humble themselves, then I will heal them. Something. He'll heal it. He'll do it. That's all he wants is that recognition. It's not you beating up on yourself because, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. It's all you just humbling yourself and saying you're sorry, repenting. Repenting means you're not going to do it again. You're going to try your absolute best not to do it again. And for me, with repenting, it's understanding why it was wrong. So then you know not to do it again. And then once you get there, God's going to give you that grace. Because he did it for me. He's going to give you that grace to be able to walk and to stand and to be a good, to represent God for your spouse. Now, I don't even think too much about me being satisfied being acknowledged or whatever like it's like yeah it's nice but i'm gonna tell y'all how god like showed it to me it was like with sex with attention with like words of affirmation or even acts of service anything that i wanted from my husband it was like if i didn't get it when i wanted it i had to see it as i don't need it it's like cake I like cake. I was going to say love, but I really like cake. I'm a cake girl. Okay. Um, I don't need it though. It tastes good. It's satisfying. You know what I mean? It's special. You know, I should have it on special occasions, you know, but it's not God. It's not my everything. It's not life. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. I hear God like saying, we need water to live. We need living water to live. You don't need cake to live. You don't, because really it's just satisfying your flesh versus your spirit. Your spouse cannot satisfy your spirit, point blank, period. If there's any brokenness in you, like maybe, um, what can we address, Lord? You feel like you're not being appreciated or valued. And so you're looking for that in your spouse, That is something that needs to be healed and only God can heal that by flushing out the lies and like pouring in the truth. And so that's what it was for me. Like sometimes if I felt like I wasn't first in my husband's life or in his eyes, if I felt like he wasn't making the same amount of sacrifices for me as I was for him or whatever, it would make me feel like, oh, he doesn't appreciate me. So that means I must not be that valuable. I must not be that great of a person. Like I would lower my value because of how someone treated me, which really how people treat you actually shows you how they view themselves. But that's like a whole nother thing. So what I had to do, what I learned to do instead of getting upset and instead of like, you know, trying to force it in his head that I am valuable. I am a good wife. I am. It was like, I had to go run to God. And then I told God how I felt like, look, I'm hurt. Like sometimes when he does this, it makes me feel like this. And God will show me, Brianna, (laughs) like you are my daughter. You are royalty. You are this, you are that. You are special to me. Like so much so, I watch every single thing you do. I pay attention to all the details. I want like good for you because you mean so much to me. Um, Recently, God pointed out the scripture about him knowing the number of hair on my head. Like that's how in tuned he is with me and how I feel and, you know, just everything. So what God was showing me is that you are actually very valued to me. You're worth dying for. 
because he did it. So it was like, I had to rest on that in God, where then it was like, if my husband wasn't doing certain things, and sometimes it's just an attack. Sometimes it's just miscommunication. Sometimes it's the enemy trying to throw a wrench in our marriage when my husband wasn't even thinking nor feeling that, right? But I'm taking it as that because this is what my perception is. But when I go to Abba and he tells me the truth, then I'm not even tripping whether it was an attack or not. I'm still going to love on this man. Because I know I'm loved by God. So then it's easier for me to love somebody. It's easier for me to be there for somebody who I feel isn't giving anything. Because it's like, I have everything I need. You know what I mean? My husband doesn't have anything that I necessarily need. It's whatever that's supposed to be provided through him by God, I'll get. But if it's something I don't need, then... I, you know, it's cool. I could do without you. So I hope that makes sense. Moving on. Um, God shows us what we need to be. I think I covered that. I covered that. Um, so then God was talking about in my notes, when we say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. You can use me, have your way in my life. Like we say that, but God said, can he really? (laughs) Like you got to think about what that actually means. Because if you say, God, I'm yours, it has to be. Thank you, Lord. If you say that you belong to God and God can use you in every single way, then you have to like let go of the idea of how he's going to use you. Because sometimes we get excited when we think, oh, God, I'm yours if it's going to be in a way that that we want. God, I'm yours as long as you know, as long as you got me on YouTube, God, I'm yours. As long as I get to be in a pulpit, God, I'm yours. As long as that means I get to have a happily blessed marriage, God, I'm yours. As long as I could be wealthy and rich, you know, God, I'm yours. As long as I could speak into people's lives. But is God yours when he asks you to die to yourself? Or is God yours when he asks you to do make a sacrifice for somebody that's going to really hurt your flesh? Like, is he still yours? And the example, because I'm a very, I'm a visual learner. So God showed me, it's like, somebody's like, here, I bought you a car. This is your car. You know, you, you do whatever you want with it. But as long as you don't play this type of music, you can't drive over here. You can only use this type of gas and you can't have these, this person in your car. And then you got to bring it back at a certain time. Is that car really yours? <laughs> If you had all these like obligations, is that car even yours at that point? So you have to think of it like, no, that car belongs to somebody else if they have all these rules and regulations. So it's the same with God. If we're really God, then let's literally be used by God. Let's let him move and reign in our life the way that we say we want him to. And look, be real with yourself. That's the only way you can be free. I have to be real. And I told God, like, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like if this is what marriage is and I don't think I want it. I was being real. If this is marriage, I don't think I want it. And God, you know, he let me have my moment. I go a day without talking to him or something. I come back like, okay, God. I there's why is it that this hurts so bad or why is it that I can't receive what you're saying? Like I go to God with questions, y'all. 
I'm just like, God, I really want to, but I feel like it's a block. And he'll tell me because you are in your flesh. Simply put, put, you're in your flesh. You don't want to die to yourself. You don't want to die to yourself. And that's like the more, the farther I go in this journey with God, the more that he shows me, the more I realize I have to die even more. But we serve such a good God that is not just death. Like when we let go of our life, that's when we find it means that when we let go of the things that we want and how we would want it and we let God decide for us, y'all, we get way more than we could have gotten by doing it our way. You see what I'm saying? It's like we over here want to settle for what we can see. You know, I want to settle for what I could get right now. Thank you, Jesus. All this instant gratification. We don't want to die and wait for the resurrection. We don't want to sow seed and wait for the harvest. We just want everything right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And it's really like, it's the things that you wait for. It's the things that take time that is like way better. Like, I don't know. I mean, you can see you. We see this principle in everything in our lives. Like even if we think of a baby when you're pregnant, do you like rush the process and and give birth to your baby at three months just because you can't wait? You know what I mean? When you bake a cake. Oh, I don't want to wait the full 20 minutes. I want it in 10 minutes. That cake is not going to be satisfying. Or even so, like I know when I cook a meal, it's better than heating up some frozen food. It really is. It really is. And you just think of anything else. As far as this marriage, thank you, God. As far as this marriage, a lot of us didn't do it the right way. We didn't have the right foundation. So God is breaking all that. And now he's teaching you and showing you what a real spouse is. And God is showing you like what a real kingdom marriage is supposed to be. So as he's building this foundation, like brick by brick, y'all, I'm telling you, you are going to be so satisfied with the end results. If you just hold on, if you just die to yourself and just say, okay, Lord, you thinking, oh, I'm doing this and making all these sacrifices and they're not doing nothing for me. They just getting away with everything. Absolutely not. And I don't talk too much about the other spouse anymore because God got, has me in a place where it's not about them. Like it's really getting to the place where it's not about them. I'm not here on earth for that. And something that helped me, like I said, right, my husband is like cake. I want it. I want all of it. I want him, right? But I don't need him to live. We have an assignment. I know we have uh, an assignment together, but if he's not ready, then okay. I'm not interested in doing an entire project by myself anyway. That's supposed to be a partnership. So it's all right. And so, um, where was I? I was going somewhere with that, but okay, God, you'll bring it back if need be. But that's just not what marriage is about. Okay, thank you, Lord. God's showing me when you die and you go to heaven, it is not gonna be that like that's your husband when you get to heaven. So you see what I mean? It's like we can't value things that are here on earth so greatly. 
Yes, you guys have a mission together. Yes, you guys have souls to save together as a couple. But if he or she's not ready yet, if they're not there yet, then okay. You work on you. God still has assignments for you. God still has things he wants you to do. And God can still bless you separately from your spouse. So it's never... Like just because, because I used to think that and get frustrated because he's not doing this, 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 and this, then that means the whole household going to suffer. No, not necessarily. Not if you know how to pray because God sees your heart. Okay. And God's going to make sure they get in line. It's just focus on you. Right. Let me see. Yeah. So if marriage is still your marriage is an idol to you, right? And what I mean as an idol is you're believing that if I get married or when God restore our marriage, then I'll be happy, then I'll be content, then I'll be blessed, then I can do this and this. Like, you know, you're thinking of all these things that's going to benefit your flesh. That's an idol. And God wants that thing to be destroyed. So God is going to keep that thing from you until it's not an idol. Now you can pursue an idol and God isn't going to necessarily stop you. If you want to pursue an idol, that's fine. Good, but he gonna, he's going to let it hurt you. <laughs> he's going to let it hurt you. It's just simply if you leave the will of God, if you come out of the will of God, right? You come out of the, the garden of Eden, you come out of God's protection. That's on you. You don't want to be protected. You want what you want. And that's fine. The enemy's all about, oh, I'm, I'm here to give you what you want. What I'm here to satisfy your flesh in any kind of way. But it's going to account for your soul. So you want to feed your flesh that's, that's not even going to heaven, then fine. And God is like, look, he's sad to see you go. You know, he's still here when you're ready, but he's going to let you. And the thing is, it's going to keep disappointing you. Like we literally chase disappointments. And that's why it's like, I'd rather suffer and be protected than suffer and not be protected. And then have a whole much, like a whole mess to clean after that. You know what I mean? Like I just rather just do the work now. Um, God reminded me too, like it's, it's about souls. It's about souls being saved. And it's like, if you see that your spouse is out here um, and they need help, you got to get to a place where you're not so hurt and offended by, you know, them not respecting the marriage, quote unquote. And you have to see that it's, it's not, it's past you. Them with them not respecting the marriage is them not respecting the covenant with God, which means their souls is at risk. So it's like you really have to think about the bigger picture. I want my husband to go to heaven. I want my husband to have eternal life. So if that means that I have to stay here and like suffer so that he can make it, then I'm with it. And again, if you just don't have that mindset yet because you you you're too raw, okay? You've been you've been um you've been disappointed, you've been disrespected, you've been hurt too long for too much, then yeah, what God is calling you to do is really take a time out. It's a free one-on-one call right here, y'all, cuz this is what I tell so many women, okay? This is a free little one-on-one right here. What God wants you to do is put the marriage on the shelf. 
because God words, God's word never returns void. So that promise, that um, marriage restoration is yours. But what he needs you to do is put the marriage to the side and focus on you. Focus on healing. Focus on restoring your marriage with him and you recognizing who God really is to you. Because when you recognize who God really is to you, you will not chase this man. You will not chase this woman. You will not chase this union of y'all just being under one roof, like happily ever after. Like, I promise you guys, when you get to that point, you will realize it's not even about that. And even for women who have children or, or men who have children and you're thinking, well, I just need this spouse to get it together because then my children will be okay. No, your children can still be okay if you're praying for them. If you are literally fighting hell, pushing back hell, it does take work, but it's true. Like it happens. Like I know because it's happened in my family. I pray for my kids all the time. I sit and take the time to explain the word of God. I, you know, pray whatever God tells me to pray. I lay hands on them. I do the work. I cover them. When they're away from me, I pray for them. I pray over their eye gates, over their ear gates, and even things that have been planted subconsciously. In the name of Jesus, I uproot every single thing that was not of you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I plant only the seeds of life, only the seeds that are from you got into their lives in Jesus name. Like I I do the work. I do the work. And it seems like it's just too much until you get used to doing it. Now my kids, I mean, kids are kids, right? But it's nothing like it was two years ago. And I'm so thankful to God for that. It's nothing like it was two years ago. So I'm just telling you guys, like, this thing is work and it's only, well, it's work. And I think it just depends on how you look at it. It just depends on your perspective. It depends on, are you healed? Right? Um, And two, how hungry are you? I remember I shared this with a girl. <laughs> I shared this on a one-on-one and then I'll, I'll be done, y'all. But um, I remember God told me, go back and reread my journal. It was like my very first journal when I said yes to God for real. So it was like 2000, was it 19, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, February of 2019. And so I was starting to read my Bible in February. By by April of 2019, y'all, God was showing me so much. Like I was getting so much revelation. I was um I God was like, yeah, revelation and dreams and the Bible came to life. Y'all, it only took me two months for the word to come to life for me, where it wasn't like I was just reading words you know, or reading a story, but it was like, it was ministering to me and things were popping out to me. It took me two months and I was like, oh my gosh, it only took me two months, but I was looking at it in a proud, like in a proud way, like, oh, I must be so bomb. Like, oh, I'm so called. God really like, God really wants me out here. God said, no, Like he popped that bubble like so fast. He's like, it's not that you're so special, Brie. It's because you were hungry. It's because I was dedicated 
And that's how God is with everybody. Like the more you seek him wholeheartedly, like the more hungry, the the more that you, yes, your appetite is for Christ, the more he's going to give back to you. And I just told my son this, if you're watching like worldly shows and listening to worldly music, you know, you still hanging around certain people who aren't, you know, sold out for Christ. It's probably not saying God can't, he can still speak to you and use you and stuff like that, but it's probably going to be harder for you to discern. It's probably going to be harder for you to reach certain heights with Christ because it's kind of like, it's like the lukewarm, you know what I mean? And so God was patient, you know, but for me, I was dedicated. I was not religious at all. Okay. Religion is just all facts and knowledge with no love. That is what a religious spirit is. It was not that. What it what it was for me is I love God so much. I want to do whatever I got to do to please him. And with that, it was like I just started hearing and seeing and getting revelation and all like it was it just came so easy because you take one step to Christ, he's going to take 10 to you. It's literally that easy, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. But anyway, that's all I got. We 40 minutes in. Y'all be blessed. Y'all know I love you. Father, right now I cover my brothers and sisters. I pray that this word blesses them. I pray, Father God, that it just changed their hearts and their perspective of what this marriage is, what it means, God, to just do what you said because you said so. God, I pray that each and every one of us will bring honor to you, honor to your name, God, from our hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you touch each and every one of our hearts, Father. Uh, I pray for even the change in appetite, God. And I pray that you make this word make sense personally for each and every one of us personally. God, I pray that every person who comes to you with questions and concerns and even pain, God, that they will lay their pain on the altar, Father. I pray that you will revive them. Father, I pray that you will rejuvenate them. I pray, God, that you will show them the way, God, light it up where it will be so obvious of what road they are to take with you, God. And I pray that they will experience nothing but joy, Father God, even in obstacles, but I just pray in the obstacles, God, that they will still experience your joy, your love, your peace, and knowing that you are there, God, and you are enough. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you all the honor and all the glory. We thank you so, so, so much, God, for just being you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So that's all I got for y'all. You guys be blessed. And I will catch y'all in my next podcast. Love y'all. Bye.